Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink. <laughs> good morning, Shyla. How are you well, doing today? Good morning. I am doing great. We are awake and we are present. I like this early morning recording with you. I love starting my day with you. Yeah, it's it's really great. Yeah, I uh, was just laughing about some of the, the funny interactions that I've had. So this like mask land has become a little bit weird. Totally different, I, right? Yeah. yeah, like communicating with people. and like, I don't really know what people look like under that mask. It's kind of a weird thing. Um, and, you know, I'm like super extrovert. So like this is killing me. Yeah, like, me too. Going and doing things. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Last night, we went and picked up dinner uh, at a local restaurant and um, I was chatting with the waitress and then this other guy came over and like we were just like you know bantering mm-hmm. back and forth and I was able to slide a little promo for the podcast in yes. like they were like oh you have a podcast and we're like yeah they're like that's so cool so I know and merch you know, is now available so we're gonna we're gonna get some right. merch and be wearing around town so that's off the right. website yeah mm-hmm. gotta yeah. gotta promote it where possible and yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome so mask yeah, land's weird been, for me too uh so yeah. I I would never say that I'm a quiet person I think most people know that I can project pretty well between my my vocal training and just in general I'm Italian and I'm loud and it happens but I have this like worry that I'm talking behind the mask and I'm not loud enough and I don't think that's true like I think people are probably like yo simmer down so I know it's so hard to know and like you can't read people the same way it's yeah it's become a thing and I'm a fast talker so I feel bad like they can't read my lips now too so I'm just in general finding it a challenge but I keep everybody everywhere we go right now is very much like masks on masks off if we're outside are we far enough apart so I've just been like over asking people like it's kind of reminding me of the same way that I feel about pronouns like if we could get to a place in life where we could comfortably say to people like hi I'm Jasmine um these are my pronouns what pronoun do you prefer <laughs> like if we got to that my life yeah. would be so much less awkward Just, because I don't yeah. I, I want to be appropriate and I want to do so so I've sort of been leading with my conversations like hey how's it going how are you feeling about masks do you want me to keep this on are we going to be like are we just going to stay apart like where are you at with this because I yeah I, just I know don't. it's almost easier to just have that conversation. Do, right. do you have mm-hmm. a favorite mask? Because I definitely have like a preferred mask. <laughs> I have two new favorite masks. So yesterday, just yesterday, my friend Jen Feldzer, who I think we're going to talk with a, a, a couple of many episodes from now, because um, we're, we're we've got people scheduled out here, um, who's the chair of the Hershey uh, Area Playhouse, but she's also a librarian at a local school district, and she made me two masks um, the other day, and I cannot wait to show you my one mask today because. She made me a coffee beans one. I'm not even kidding you. So I'm going to ask her if she'll make you a booze one. And so we can be. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So no, she made me two, a music one and a coffee one. And I was like, how sweet sweet. was that? It was like really kind. And it made me think about how well people know all of us, you know, like, like just how people. And it was really sweet. So that's my favorite. Do you have a favorite mask? Yeah, I do. Well, uh, Sandy Brettler, uh, one Mm -hmm. of our previous guests, uh, she makes she has made masks for the Karen Cupboard. Uh, Well, she she made them um, and and. For people who wanted to give a donation, she gave that money back to the Karen Cupboard. So she mm-hmm. raised over $500, which was oh just amazing and has been my like go-to. Uh, so she made all of our masks. She made amazing. Uh, one for Derek that's like a Penn State mask and, and one's for the kids. But um, So she made me one. I loved it. It's reversible and like mm-hmm. pretty thin because right now, you know, it's so warm outside. Right. And, 
Well, and with the distribution work you're doing, like you were such a workhorse of picking up, putting down, moving all around like you. I'm always like gently moving food. Like yesterday we were moving water and and I'm like gently like piling it all together. And you're like, Jeff, this and you like pick it up and you move it and you do it. I'm like, oh, God, she's such a workhorse. Like, yeah, absolutely. Are you aren't you afraid it's going to break up? And I'm like, it's water. It's fine. Like sometimes it happens. Yeah. So no, it's good. It's good. So there's a whole fashion piece here to the masks. Right. Are you are you matching them to your outfit? Are you doing uh, No. I mean, I have. So I, I actually asked Sandy to make me a couple of more, a couple more masks because on Wednesdays when I'm distributing, mm-hmm. I'm at work for like 11 hours, 12 hours. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I try to change them out if they get a little too, too uh, wet. Um, so, yeah. So she brought over a couple more um, and they're adorable. And so I love them. And they're like a, a form fitting one. And I've been complimented on my mask. Like, that's oh, the new nice. Thing, right? like, nice. Nice. Well, oh, speaking of nice fashion, mask. speaking yeah. of fashion, you we are fans of Stitch Fix and you had to talk, you just got a fix, right? You just got a fix. I did. How to go. Tell me about your fix. I kind of hate how well someone else can style me who's never met me. It's not Mm -hmm. okay. Like I, so I got a pair of jeans and I held them up. I'm like, oh, there ain't no way these are going to fit me. And they did. And they're so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan. I didn't start it until I think this was maybe my third fix, but you've been Mm -hmm. doing it for a while, right? I have. I'm like a huge stitch fixer, mostly because I I have to wear petite, like, you know, like, um, uh, my shoulders are narrow. I'm only 4'10", as, as, as people know from our a few episodes ago. Um, and so for me, like, even when I go into a store that has petites, it's usually like there's like three pieces of clothing it's that are in like hydro. So for yeah. me, Stitch Fix has really provided like a whole lot more variety. And like you mm-hmm. said, they really start to learn your your style. Yeah. Not that every fix has ever been, you know, 110%, but, but I do really well with it. So yeah, I've been doing Stitch Fix for probably about three years. I change my pacing of how often. I get it kind of a deal Um, but I I really like and I like that I can say please don't send me this yes please send me those things and so yeah yeah, no I agree Uh, so I opted for no accessories although the last Mm -hmm. time they sent me this purse which I actually really like and I'm like ah like the 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 like you know dichotomous like argument in my head is like I don't need another purse but I really like this one and so but I did ask them to not do any uh, didn't do any of that but they Mm -hmm. sent me my first dress this time which I love yeah I get a dress every time I'm well you know me I'm a huge dress person also probably having to do with my height because dresses are something I can pull off pretty well kind of a deal um but more so than pants like even petite pants I have to either roll up or hem I'm just really really short with really short legs so um, <laughs> Stitch Fix crop pants sometimes work. Sometimes your crop yeah. pants fit me just perfectly in, in length. So Yeah, um, yeah. no, no I deal. understand that. Yeah, but I love so it. I, I get mine quarterly. How often do you get yours? Yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing maybe maybe like every other month I do mine. Now, I did okay. put it on hiatus during the time of COVID just because I'm I'm not really wearing much other than leggings and the occasional pair of jeans. My friend Elisa the other day was like, I was wearing jeans and she's like, what are you trying to prove? Are you trying to prove you still fit in those jeans? She was so funny. And you're like, damn right I am. I was like, no, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. For sure. Yeah, I, well, my stitch, my fixes are kind of aimed at like, a professional but I also have to like move stuff right mm-hmm. like you know we're lifting and moving and doing this stuff and especially right now I'm, I'm much more boots oh on the gosh, ground yes. than than administrative so you know I kind of have this weird mix of things like I have three very distinct wardrobes in my, you know, mm-hmm. in my closet because I need the like when I have to get dirty and move and do whatever and then when on the days that I don't necessarily have to do that I'll wear like a nice pair of jeans and a nice shirt mm-hmm. uh, so I look 
something, but I'm also ready if I need to like get in and do something. And then if I know I have meetings and stuff that's going to take me away from yeah. the organization, then I'll wear a dress. So I have a very like, you know, it's it's a very different thing. So I have a lot of clothes and I don't necessarily love that as I'm working toward a minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, but, you, know. I, you know this about me a couple of summers ago. Um, I was really I, I worked really hard to lose a good bit of weight and stuff yeah. and have really tried to do that. And unfortunately, COVID hasn't helped me. A couple of pounds have creeped back on and, mm-hmm. and I always still have a goal of somewhere I'm going. But you I, did I feel not so- you did not gain the quarantine 15. So like you're still okay. no, I had like you're maybe six. Okay. I've lost two. We'll see where the rest goes. And, and that doesn't yeah. sound like a lot. But when you're 410, it's it's it, that's a lot like, you know, yeah. like percentage wise of my body. But I really went through my clothing and hardcore got rid of things. One day I was at a, a baseball game for my son and my clothing was like really big and loose. And even my lovely mother-in-law who never picks on me for anything. She was like, Jasmine, for the love of all that's holy, you have got to get rid of some of that clothing. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. And it's I was time. down. I was down to like 12 or 15 pieces of clothing in my closet. And that, that even that sounds like so much, but it was such a huge like cut down, and my life was so much simpler. Like it was crazy, yeah. and now I'm not back to. Uh, now I have a ridiculous amount of clothing and and beautiful things from Stitch Fix and other places. But, um, but I do like it. You know, right now I'm not feeling like I'm wearing a whole variety of stuff, but I'm looking forward to summertime. Summertime dresses. I get a dress yeah. every time from Stitch Fix because I like that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do that, and a lot of tops and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, cool. I am and thankful that I have boys that I don't mm-hmm. have to clothe or I'm, I don't have girls really it's, yeah. it's a, I have boys that I, I clothe because man oh some doozy outfits that I was forced to wear as a child yeah. I, I particularly remember yeah so <clears throat> excuse me my grandmother would often shop at like the Dollar General mm-hmm. uh, for like our Christmas presents and that kind yeah. of thing and I remember going on our sixth grade uh, bus patrol field trip which was like a three-day trip to Washington DC mm-hmm. and my mom forced me to take this pink outfit <laughs> with this giant bear <laughs> on the front of it and oh. the shorts had the there were like these floral shorts so they're like Dollar General a mm-hmm. bear I'm 12 wearing oh, this like no. outfit. I cried and cried yeah. it was hideous and I should I need to resurrect a picture of that and we need to post that on my website on our website because yeah. it was hideous and y'all need to see it and see what my mom tortured me with and the things we your poor shell what you doing shell come on babe you know get it together right well, I'm sure that my children aware. have similar yeah. things I'm sure that they do so it's funny because my parents um like I you know like I said before like I was primarily an only child they they were pretty in tune to to know what was going on in my life that kind of stuff and I remember though like I went to Catholic school so they were we wore uniforms there was uh, very little yeah. um room for self-expression which is the design of that right like to right. you know to keep the focus on education and, and different things but you could pick your sweater could be whatever sweater you wanted as long as that color was in the plaid in the St. Margaret Mary's plaid okay yeah and the other big thing was that while we had gym uniforms that were like this is your t-shirt this is your shorts you could have like the the shoes of your choice and so I remember this was like during the like limited Forenza sweater like rolled neck time frame of like the very late 80s kind of a deal and so that was a big deal so I was my parents I was pretty honest about like can I just get this sweater like 
you know, you only really get one to two sweaters anyway. So like, it's not a huge expense. It's not whatever else. But I wanted tree torn sneakers in the worst way. They were like the big trend thing. And my parents were so not about you get something because of a trend. Like that was not a thing. We didn't necessarily (laughs) have funds to do it. But even more than that, they just really were not like you have to have the trendiest, like brand trendiest kind of stuff. They were not those people. They were the people who were like, you get something that kind of looks like it. That's a knockoff. That's perfectly fine. It does the same thing. And I wasn't like a snob and opposed to that, but I was kind of like really just trying to be like, but I really want mint green treat horns. Like that's really what I yeah. want. So I fabricated the story that oh, was no. like, I, like this is totally true. Story. I fabricated the story for my parents that um, in the the Catholic gymtorium, which Catholic schools are famous for having right. like one yeah. multi-purpose room sure. that we had to, they, that they requested that we have tree torn sneakers because that was the kind of soul they wanted us to walk enough. I'm not even making this up. Like I totally did. And did my they parents, buy it? They did buy well, they bought it, but they totally saw through it. Like they totally saw through it. But I think because they knew that if I went to the trouble of creating this story, it must be something important to me. And tree torn sneakers were like in like twenty something dollars. Like they weren't it wasn't like I was asking for like hundred dollar sneakers or something. But I think yeah, I think they were like, man, if she went to all of that. So I got yeah. mint tree torns. I told Mark the story many years later. And, you know, for Christmas, for like several years in a row, he bought me tree torn sneakers. So I now have like a pair of pink ones. And they're the ones that have like a, the swish on the side of them, like yeah, you can get yeah. with plaid or whatever. So I have like a pair of pink and a pair of mint green. And like, it's just kind of it's just kind of funny. funny. Like the things you go yeah, through for the sake of fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, and like the, the wins that you give your children, for yeah. sure. Like, you know, you oh, just like, like the time okay. we got the lizard. Do you remember yeah, the lizard? Yes. The lizard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what in like fourth grade, Aaron went off to uh, the Renaissance Fair, which is a big thing in our area, uh, a wonderful um, uh, organization that does, uh, they, they put on a, a pet, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair is a huge thing around here mm-hmm. and um, people are really into it. And they took yeah. the kids for a field trip and they were like, you can bring home a baby dragon and you had to sign off on it that your kid yeah. could do it. And we weren't going to do it. And we were like, this is the tree torn sneakers of Aaron's life. Like he, yeah. he really wants this thing. I know. So then I kept Stewie alive for the next year. Yeah. It's always this battle. Yes. My my child was uh, Noah. Both Mm -hmm. of my kids are huge Mario fans, like beyond. Um, And so, you know, we we realized very quickly, you know, both Derek and I didn't come from, you know, really wealthy families and, and we didn't have a whole lot. And so we probably have spoiled Noah just a little too much. And so we realized this, you know, kind of six years into having Noah um, and he was dead set on getting a switch. And we mm-hmm. were like, you can get a switch, but you've got to earn money for it. So yeah. that kid worked like 11 months helping us to do different tasks. And uh, we have a little side hustle. We clean a church. And so um, he was out helping doing that. And eventually he raised enough money to buy it. And it's been interesting how we can frame conversations around that. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he wants something and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. So if you want X thing, that's going to, do you remember how much, how much time it took for you to like raise the money to buy a switch? Well, this is like buying three switches and he's like, oh, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting to be able to frame conversations around that. So maybe I'm mean mom. No, no, not at all. My, both of my kids are really good savers, like really good savers. Rosemary had to like save up for her first iPhone. She had like, they both have just had things. Actually, she would tell you stories about even before that, like an American girl doll. She, we would, we split it and we were like, okay, well you have to do this piece because there's such pride in it and there's such taking care of. And Aaron is the same way. I mean, Aaron is such, um, you know, he's such a car guy 
and he like saved up for his first car because he didn't really love the car that, that we had. We were like, this is your sister's car. It's a hand-me-down. And he like figured out, like he saved up. They sold that car. He and his sister split the profit from that car. Um, like, and they've really became like really good savers because of doing mm-hmm. so. So I yeah. think that makes you a wonderful mama to the Noah and the yeah. Lucas to teach them uh, that. And so Noah definitely told me yesterday that I mean to him 100% of the time. 100 so <clears throat> yeah, I was like, dude, that's a lot. So subsequently, I came up with a whole summer curriculum for him. I was like, well, I'm going to live up to the promise of being mean mom. So here you are, like daily journal entries and other things. And he's like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yes. So Aaron, who says that I don't necessarily support this hobby of car fixing, whatever else, because, you know, I don't like my residential garage smelling like a diesel car that he's like so the latest thing. It, but it's, yeah. it's really more like car flipping, right? Because he, he buys is. the car. Cars. He's he, a like, hustler. Does the thing, like, and then he sells them uh-huh. off. Yeah, yeah. He right. He, like he totally. Uh, so when Aaron was in, I want to say like eighth or ninth grade, he decided that he wanted to buy a go kart from a friend and literally flip it. Like he was gonna, he was gonna do the project, fix the thing up, and then sell it and see what he could make. And you know, he went to his sister. They're eight years apart, and was like, "All right, listen, I want mom to let me do this thing. What do I have to do?" And she's like, "Seriously, bud. Like you have two options. You write an essay or you create a PowerPoint presentation. But like if you do this, you'll convince the." <laughs> woman sure enough he created the powerpoint showed me how like how much he was going to have to invest how he intended to use this like you know this amount of savings to do it but preserve this did it flipped it the kid is still doing it yeah absolutely so yeah. like you know he, you he gotta admire it book. yeah yeah i admire it when he does it and i love his entrepreneurial spirit i mean he'll be 20 this year and he has done this like i don't know how many times and i hit the pride he has in getting his hands in there but the thought like the smell that comes into my kitchen from the garage yeah. where it is not meant to be working on cars like that so it's a love hate love love hate 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 a lot so yeah but hey, so. yeah you know it's it's things yes. like that oh the this the the things we give our children all we the do. memories and yeah. balancing balancing the kids speaking of balancing the kids our interviewee yeah. today is a very busy mom for sure uh, yes Yes. yes. Uh, oh, man. She well, she's on her interview with a, a sick kiddo. I mean, God bless her. She didn't even cancel her interview. She's like, no, no, no we're going to do this. And she's like, I, know, got sick I got this. I got this. Yeah. Like, so we get Andrea everybody. along yeah. with along with uh, I think a dog comes through. I think some kids. Yeah. And I just really appreciated meeting Andrea. I think her ability to balance all those things and do amazing things for our community is just absolutely something I can't wait for our listeners to hear about. Yeah, she's a great, great person in the community and just so willing to do so many things. Just recently, I had to ask her for uh, some print materials that we were distributing um, mm-hmm. at, at a couple of places. And she's like, no problem. I'll go pick them up and bring them over to you and just like drops them off. But, you know, like she's just she's just willing to dig in, which is is just is really, really, really great and, and so helpful. So I hope our listeners enjoy our, our uh, conversation with Andrea. Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze, Andrea. I am super excited um, for two reasons. One, because my dear friend Shyla, I love everyone she loves, and she's told me about you before. But two, because on your info sheet that you sent us, you said, um, my name is Andrea, not Andrea, like 90210, which is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> shows. And so I was like, yes. I already totally get you, and we've never even met. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, thanks for joining us. 
You're welcome. It's I'm a- so excited. Yeah, it's a be creative. And that's how I usually explain my name to people because yeah. I get a lot of different things. I get Andrea, Andrea. And my la- my maiden name was Pavone. So everybody wants to make it like super Italian, like Andrea Pavone. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like that's <laughs> not a thing. Andrea Pavone. I always but wanted a last Andrea name that, had, that ended in a vowel. I got really gypped in that. So, yeah. yeah but I, I don't have one either. Yeah. Um, so we should probably note that, that Andrea is home with a, a, a wee one who is sick. So, you know, that, that's sorry, okay. Sorry, guys. Why are we no, sorry? Don't, don't be, be sorry. sorry. This is part of thriving in a small town is saying right. we are who we are and we live the lives we live, which are amazing things. It's amazing you can do all the things you do in life and raise this wonderful family that you have. You have two children, yeah. right? I do. I have Nora. She's 21 months. And then I have Reed and he just turned four in January. So he is outside um, riding his bike and making his dad practice baseball. We're really into baseball right oh, now. Oh, so wonderful. We, we're Great. both baseball family. Yes. So this is a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing for sure. Yeah. So, Andrea, do you want to tell us a little bit about your job? And uh, we'll kind of talk a little. We have some ideas of kind of where we want to go with your interview, but we'll let you kick it off here. Sure. So um, my current job, I work at the Penn State College of Medicine and my title is project manager, but I think they give that title because it, it, you just get to do everything. So um, <laughs> it's I, the uh, other duties I, as assigned. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I originally started actually yesterday was my two year anniversary with the College of wow. Medicine. Congratulations. And so I originally started working with um, the Penn State Pro Wellness Group and um, really honing in on their um, collaboration with Better Together Lebanon County. And as we had moved forward, I actually started, um, I started uh, my job when I was pregnant with Nora. I was about six months pregnant. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. You're fine. Six months pregnant with Nora. And she, um, we decided to uh, apply for a grant through the CDC called the REACH grant, which stands for Racial and Ethnic Approaches to Community Health. And so we wrote this big grant proposal in 14 days um, because we didn't know it was a grant to be out yeah, there. Yeah, I remember for. this. I remember the call from Kara that was like, can you get us a letter of support? And oh, by the way, can you do it by like two o'clock? It was like 155. Yeah. I don't but know. That's but always like, yeah. Great, great things, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Was, There's something about that perfect. incredible energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many great things come from let's just do it right let's not waste the time and wondering like can we or should we let's just do it right yeah so yeah so what happened and so we I went out on maternity leave came back and my meeting with my manager at the time Erica Francis my first meeting with her was oh hey we got we got a reach grant there's only 31 of these grants in the nation and I think they had over 400 applicants so that was like the first thing she told me when I came back to work and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing so we started off with this project um we are working in uh, Lebanon and Berks counties Mm -hmm. and we focus on um, health disparities in minority communities so we look at focusing on um, healthy eating and nutrition and then going along with that is breastfeeding um, we look at physical activity and then we look at what's called community clinical linkages but what we um, are focusing on is prevention of diabetes 
And so you pick a minority population to work amongst. And we knew in both uh, Lebanon and in um, uh, Reading cities in Berks County that uh, we had a very high population of Hispanic folks. And we looked at um, some community health needs assessments, one done by Penn State Health, uh, one done by um, the Lebanon United Way. And we just looked at the, the disparities that we saw amongst those populations through those needs assessments. And that's where we really picked the things that we were going to focus on by by looking that, at that data that was collected through those needs assessments. I feel like you've you've said this more than one time, right? Like you, yes. yeah, you have the elevators uh, pitched down, which is great. And what I love about yeah. how you describe this is, you know, there are lots of buzz, buzzwords that we could use, the social determinants of health and all of these things, right? Like things that mean something to you and me, Andrea, but may not mean something to the layperson, right? So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, who is it in our community that you you are giving this elevator speech to? Like, who are those constituents that you're like, we need their support on our side so we can do our fantastic work? Like, you know, can can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So the the grant wouldn't be what it is, and and the work we couldn't get done. Um, without our collaboration with our community partners. And so that's who gets this elevator pitch because a lot of times when, uh, you know, communities, smaller communities have people coming in and, and toting like, hey, I just got a four and a half million dollar grant to do some work in your community. What we know is that sometimes they're a little apprehensive mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. What do they want from us? What do we have to do? Mm-hmm. And so it was really important for us to be able to um, let the community organizations who represent the folks that actually live in these communities know what the REACH project mm-hmm. was about. And so those folks that we sought out, and we like to call call them, here's another term, popular opinion leaders. So um, we, we sought out these popular opinion leaders. And so... Uh, Shyla herself is a mm-hmm. whether she knows it or not is a popular opinion leader. I agree. I call her the mayor, um, as we yeah. all know. She yes. is. I watch her do mayor business all the time, and it's one of the things I appreciate about her in that way. Sure, and so she, but she's got yeah. such a strong. So you're talking about people who have such a strong finger on the pulse of our community, the needs, yeah, and the a strong wants. connection. Right, exactly. They're the people that they're the people that when when someone needs something or they need to figure something out or they have a question and they aren't comfortable with maybe going to like a physician or maybe um, a, a counselor or uh, a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, they might stop this person and be like, hey, like this is kind of like where I'm at. Like, wh- what do you think I should do? Or like, what's your advice on, on the next steps? So we found these community leaders, um, some being like, uh, Shyla, who oh. provides services to community members, but then some also that are part of the community. So it was really important for us to bring in those from the Hispanic and Latino communities. Mm-hmm. So um, we also have on our staff uh, two um, bilingual community health workers. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't tell you enough how much the importance is of having these two ladies. Madeline Bermudez works in Lebanon County and Diana Rodriguez works in Berks County. And, um, you know, I say this all the time and it's not being me being insensitive, but when I would go up to, you know, a group of Hispanic women and men and say, hi, my name is Andrea and I have money to spend in this community mm-hmm. to help focus on the health of your of your culture. The best is they kind of like look at you like 
what do you want, white woman? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah you, you earn a little bit of credit, right? Like street cred, basically. When but it you really, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it really gets to this point too that like you couldn't be the community leader that you are if you didn't check your ego and say, "I get it. I would, mm-hmm. I would much yeah. rather see the bigger picture of helping to do what we set out to do in this community and yeah. help this community thrive." Versus, oh, you have to talk to me because you should. Yeah, and well, instead, and how, yeah. And how often we fall flat when we say we've got all this great stuff we're gonna do and then we just can't and what I love about the reach grant is that you guys have delivered like you've got people and things in place and process and I I think you know you're you're right along right along on your benchmarking uh maybe you could talk a little bit about that yeah Yeah. tell us about the successes you're having I think that's just like in life in general I'm one of those people that has a really hard time saying no and you know (laughs) you know button spoken too I think we talk about this every episode every every person we talk to the no button yeah we just can't right and we get overwhelmed but we we want to make this mark I mean I think we're gonna have to have an episode on why what's what's the the process behind the why every new year's my resolution is like I'm not going to say yes to everything I'm really gonna prioritize my life and then by February my work calendar looks like there's like seven different meetings overlapping each other on, on a We're Wednesday. We're literally living so, in a quarantine and yet we are still all so unbelievably overwhelmed yes, and we can't yeah. even physically leave. Yeah. I mean, it's quite amazing. Yeah. And it talks about, yes, it talks about the world where we can continue to do, right. but I think it also talks about our lack of desire to not do like we want to do as much as yeah. we can even Absolutely. when when there's yeah. constraints right so yeah so, yeah so some of those benchmarks we've met which is like really exciting is we've made a great partnership with Lebanon Family Health Services and one of the things that we noticed is in Lebanon that at their WIC clinic they didn't have anybody that was bilingual that provided breastfeeding support to the moms that came into the WIC clinic for nutrition support breastfeeding support and then to receive um, their vouchers to use on nutritious foods at the grocery store store. And so um, we we decided the other thing that we noticed is that they had they were providing um, diabetes prevention classes, mm-hmm. um, but they weren't any, providing any bilingual classes. So one of the things we did with the monies is we provide the salary to their community health worker there at Lebanon Family Health Services. They were able to create this position. Her name is Lucy Vasquez, and she is she's absolutely wonderful. fantastic. She's she's gorgeous and wonderful yeah. and fantastic. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. And so Lucy is studying to become a um, certified lactation counselor, and she's already doing um, breastfeeding consultations at the WIC office in Spanish as a peer counselor. But once she achieves that CLC. Um, uh, title, we're going to be able to put Lucy in Good Samaritan Hospital to help with moms that just Wonderful. delivered their babies. That's fantastic. And that's just like a big barrier that we have. Mm-hmm. So, it's huge. Um, yeah. It was really exciting there in the nutrition realm. We're also working with them on the Farmer's Market Nutrition Program. This is a program that's really important and it provides um, some families the opportunity to get some fresh fruits and vegetables throughout the summertime. And what we were finding is that, you know, although Lebanon County is a, is a very vast agricultural county, mm-hmm. um, we didn't have a lot of farmer's markets right in the vicinity of these folks living in the lower income areas for them to be able to utilize these checks. So we created this great program. It's um, where the farmers partner up with us. They have brown bags. They put the produce in the brown bags. Each check is worth $6, so the produce in the bag is worth $6. They bring the bags to the WIC office. Oh, wonderful. And then the the folks can come to the WIC office. They can hand in one or even two of their checks and take two of those brown bags of produce home with them. So Mm -hmm. that was really exciting. 
physical activity wise, we're really hitting it out of the park, working with the city of Lebanon. We're really finding out with them and the county how we can um, increase physical activity for all populations. Um, we're helping out with some of the uh, green spaces that they're creating throughout the city. And then we're also finding out about utilization. We just bought trail counters. So we have about six of these that we can put throughout Lebanon to, to uh, see where people are walking and where people are biking. And then looking at those routes and seeing if there's any upgrades that need to be done or on the ones that you know have low counts is there something that needs to be done on that trail sure, or make it more appealing or, or more convenient mm-hmm. or something so that you yeah. know it's one of the great strengths we have in our area we really do have such this beautiful natural space that we can use um, for health and wellness um, but a lot of times it's about awareness or knowing where to go or, or those different yeah. things yeah. and we're, sur- we're surveying too so one of the really cool things with the project is well, we do surveys in both English and in Spanish yeah. and so we're able to to capture the audience of the Hispanic and Latino community with some of these surveys, which a lot of times you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see how their their comments, you know, pair up to the ones of um, those that do speak English. And so we're able to, when the city's asking about projects or the county's asking about projects, we're able to provide the voice of that Hispanic and Latino community by the information that we gathered from them. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, Andrea, is that you you keep talking about so many other really valuable human resources and people. And I can tell, even from just meeting you, that you really value teamwork and working together. Is that something that has was a part of this project from the very beginning that you knew that that team would grow? Did you have that in mind and was that part of your original vision or did that come sort of over time? That's so funny you asked that because... Um, during our last uh, re- uh, every Friday we have our reach team meetings and so our, during our last reach team meeting I like got really sentimental with them and I said <laughs> you guys I was like writing our agenda for our meeting today and it's just blowing me away the work that we're still being able to continue to do even though we're not all together mm-hmm. and I am I like teamwork makes the dream work mm-hmm. I would not be able to accomplish everything without having each one of the people on my team there to help me um, and, and even guide me. And so um, my boss called me the other day and she said, what are you what are you up to? And I, I have to talk with you about something. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just zooming with Emily. I'm just zooming with Emily. And she was like, oh, I'll, I'll call you back later. And I was like, no, literally, we just keep zoom up all day. <laughs> like we're, we're in office together. I was like, Emily knows everything about my life now. And so when you said, is there any questions you want to avoid? I said, no, like I'm an open book. Right. And that's how it, it reminds me my employee- of like when in the early 2000s, I had an office with a friend of ours, uh, Tim Flynn. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was a fellow graduate from LVC with with Shyla, and we would keep instant messenger up on our That's like hysterical. we were across the room, and we would instant message like questions all day because if you got up and you walked somewhere or you asked the question out loud, other people yeah. got into like yeah. it just helped focus us. Yeah. And I just remember it was so funny. And Zoom kind of reminds me of that, like oh here you are here in you my are. space with live me, in, and I just live in, live in my life with you, yeah. kind of a deal. So, so yeah, funny. Emily's learning a lot about my family. So. So <laughs> I'm sure um, she's yeah. enjoying it. And the ins and outs of working with children. And, and Emily's fantastic. Emily is, um, she uh, graduated from Penn State University with a degree in nutrition and dietetics. She worked as a WIC counselor for a couple years in York County. And then um, we were looking for a project coordinator because I just needed some help. And Emily just like fell into our laps and we are we are just blown away yeah, at the work that she can do. And I came from a WIC great. background too. Mm-hmm. I was a WIC counselor what an all the way back program. in the day in, mm-hmm. in Chester County. So I, I had the opportunity to work for the state level of the WIC program for about three years in the nutrition department. And 
it was fantastic. I had the opportunity to travel the state, see what all the different counties look like. I had the opportunity to meet um, everybody that worked for WIC for the state of Pennsylvania. Um, but I was missing that connection that I had when I was a WIC nutritionist that like you just got to meet people and get to know them. And um, I think I was, I was really missing that. I was at a desk all the time unless I was traveling. So I said to my husband, I said, I think it's right. I'm, t- I'm ready to go back to Penn State. And he was yeah. like, yeah. okay. And I was like, I'm ready to go back to research. I'm ready to go back to, you know, being a part of a program or a project where I have more interaction. So this definitely, you know, when I when I was able to take this position, I was so happy that I got to see and do a lot more out in our community. So um, being interactive, I've met some of the uh, most amazing people um, by working through this project. And not only did I meet them with the project? I think I've created like friendships. I've also like mm-hmm. done things on the side that really aren't related to my job, um, you know, in the off hours or have volunteered for different things. So I think that's that's something it's get, helping me get to know my community better, too. Yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. And those experiences at WIC definitely, I'm sure, inform what you do now. But, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. how, oh, definitely. You know, all of our things uh, come together. There's always a, an, an interaction that we don't even realize sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, something that interconnectedness and you're like, oh, that's why that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a piece. And I'm sure your life is much like that, you know, for sure. Yes, definitely. So so you're clearly have a good bit that you're balancing there literally balancing a toddler on your lap, you know, and all yes. of those things, you know, <laughs> um, Shyla and I both live the dance of and while my kids are older, um, I, you know, I still have a family to take care of. We're all of a sudden all together in the household again and those types of things. How are you finding that balance? How, are, how do you find that in life? How do you keep your sanity in that? I read something the other day and it was like in this at this time in life and during this pandemic, like just throw the word balance out the door Um, and don't even try to think about balance. So Mm -hmm. that's exactly like every morning, like, oh, trust me, I tried making like the timeline chart for for read, like (laughs) we're going to get up at this time and put our clothes on and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that and literally it lasted for like two days and I was like I can't do this yeah, like, yeah we're, now we're just we're praying just that gonna... our yeah we're praying that our children sleep in until 10 o'clock like that's where we're yeah, at like yeah. we're in the land of like and, and it's gotta be more, okay yeah. it's gotta be okay like or we have terrible. to forgive ourselves but it's interesting because I, f- I feel like working moms have actually been doing that forever oh, yeah. like we we have to be the most resilient flexible you know we keep using this word at the college hyper flexible like we're trying to be hyper flexible yeah. with sure. everything yeah. you know kind of deal we've always been hyper flexible Flexible. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I just kind of want to look at people through my Zoom where I, you know, I block it because I, I'm going to have to learn how to not roll my eyes anymore. Like I'm going to have to get a hold of this thing, you know. Um, but this idea of like, I think, I think there isn't this desire or this ability for balance. I think it's this. We're going to have to be the hyper flexible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. It's you. You definitely have to kind of think in a different way and and just get things going. I think what threw a wrench into all of this for us is that we were actually in Florida the week before this all went down visiting my cousin in Jacksonville. So Mm -hmm. on Thursday in Jacksonville, we're like going to the grocery store and we're like, why isn't there anything on the shelves? Mm -hmm. Because we're on vacation. We're not really paying attention. And then come Saturday, we're like, oh my gosh, we hope we can get on a plane. Or should we get on a plane? Oh yeah. And then I get back and my boss is calling me saying, oh, guess what? We're going to be working from home. My husband accepted a new job right before we left for Florida and was planning on telling his employer that he was leaving 
the Monday he got back from work. So he oh resigned from his job and has started a new job virtually as <laughs> yes. well. We have a so friend who started yes. two weeks before. She literally yeah. had 10 days in the office and yeah. she's like, yeah. well, this is new yeah, life. This, this is, is kind of, now. So now yeah. we're like learning his new schedule and his yeah. new work life. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, I, I've, I've, just kind of let the kids do what they need to do and then at the end of the day we clean up if we are not tired and then we just do it all the next day and it's so funny it's it's um weekends are are I think like I I look forward to a weekend even more now Mm -hmm. than I'm working from home and in this situation Mm -hmm. because I can like at least close my my computer Mm -hmm. and take one piece out of the equation yeah it's I told I told um I think I might told Shyla this that like every Monday morning I wake up I have a mini pan attack like oh my gosh how are we gonna do this mm-hmm. and then I just take a deep breath in put on my big girl pants and we just do it <laughs> so, right. yeah I actually read an article today that uh, suggests that we're actually working three hours more per day oh I believe that being by far. here mm-hmm. in in this in this quarantine state and that and that includes the the new additions of schooling and teaching and you know all the things that we're doing yeah it's a lot it's a lot to take in we're, we're managing somehow yeah, yeah. but I, I suspect Andrea even though we just met that you are usually going at this turbo speed most of the time. I, I suspect oh, yeah. that you are. Yeah. And I suspect I'm going to make a big leap that you you do thrive on it. You like it that way, right? I do. Yeah. I do. I right. do like this. If, if mm-hmm. I am not busy doing something or I'm not planning something, I don't know what to do with myself. My husband hates it. I'm oh, a planner. Yeah. Oh, I get you. And he is I not get a planner. <laughs> we are three peas in a pod. We girl. should probably yeah. introduce our husbands. They can create their own little group here of like, you know, yeah, Mark's literally That's like, I don't get group. it. Yeah, yeah support group it. for sure you know but yes. I, but I think that that going and doing and and I think for me this crazy quarantine time has made me accept that about myself a mm-hmm. little bit more I think I used to f- see it not as not as a but I was critical to myself so maybe as a fault and I, and now I'm like you know what it isn't about all of that it's yeah. about the fact that I want to accomplish and do and do for my community right. you know in such great ways and I think Project Reach is such a great example of yeah. how you can do for the community and I am so amazing so excited yeah. to hear about it so yeah. I'm yeah, so excited pretty, for our audience awesome. to hear about it so we have questions that we, we ask all of our uh, our guests awesome. before we go, and then we'll let you go because we know you got mommy to like you're on, yeah, on the Nora clock here. So that's here right. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our first we ordered out we ordered out uh, dinner tonight. So. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Hey, um, here's a sneak peek for the future. I have an adult child who's home. My daughter is home from New York City, living here, and she ordered dinner for us tonight. So just so you know, oh. it gets even better. Yeah. That like I was like, hey, can amazing. you do this? For us? So. She's our production assistant today. <laughs> she is, which is amazing, which is great. So yeah. So our first question for you is um, I represent the coffee beans in this relationship so what is your favorite frou-frou coffee drink what do you what's your go-to so I am like a total non-frou-frou coffee drinker um I like I I just drink coffee with like whatever flavored creamers around my husband makes fun of me and says like do you want some coffee with that creamer (laughs) no judgment Um, it's okay (laughs) but I think like my favorite frou-frou coffee would probably be oh I love desserts etc and Hershey and they have a white chocolate raspberry latte and it's so good I I love desserts etc I really do I love them and and they've been amazing to help everyone keep celebrations going on during these times which has been great sure yeah so I represent the booze side of coffee beans and booze and so we want to know what's your favorite cocktail or drink adult beverage 
Yeah. So um, I'm I'm such a, a boring person, but I'm just like I'm a rum and coke girl. Oh, so hey. I, I like there's it. nothing yeah, wrong the, with that. The Cuba Libre, right? <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely I've always been a rum and coke girl, and so um, I don't get to have as many rum and cokes as I used to back in my college days. But uh, <laughs> they'll come back someday, and, it, oh, yeah. and, yes. and all the fun things you're doing in the meantime with Nora and Reed will be great. It'll so, be great. Yes. for sure. Yeah, sure. So our last question is: What's your passion? Andrea? Oh, my passion? I think my passion is community. I think my my passion for community shows in multiple different ways, whether it's my own home community here with my kids and my husband, or it's my community that I'm living in, or it's my work community. I just know that, you know, I love the word community and how everything tends to work well in a community. Awesome. We well, love that. thank you. We We're do. We're all about community, too. We are. Enough. Imagine yeah. how we can we all in the same place. Well, Andrea, I look forward to getting to know you even more so. I'm thrilled to have met you today. Really appreciate your time. Yes, thank um, you. And Nora, it was great to meet you, too. Yeah, so we'll have to meet up soon, baby girl. Bye. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and Drunk Shallow. It's time for coffee and booze. Clink.